Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. Stories, profiles, and interviews of courage, triumph, and perseverance. My name, my name is Sean Davis. I'm your humble host. And joining me as always, my hostess with the mostest, my beautiful wife. Her name is... Just Jen. Just Jen. And so you're along with us as we uh, interview folks about hope, courage, perseverance, Everybody's going through some stuff right now. Everybody needs a shining light of hope as an example. Everybody needs some encouragement. And that's, that is what this show is all about. It is. So how do people find us on social media, Jennifer? You're going to find us at the Hope Radio Podcast on Instagram and the Hope Radio Podcast on Facebook. Yes. And on all of the digital platforms, our podcast can be downloaded and or listened to mm-hmm. on iHeartRadio. It can be listened to on Spotify, Stitcher. Google Play, it can be on the iTunes podcast app, it can be on Spotify. I think I've already said Spotify, but anyway, SoundCloud. it's on all SoundCloud. That was the one I was missing. <laughs> it on all the platforms. So you can listen to us and download us wherever you want to take us to listen to Hope Encouragement. We're everywhere. We are everywhere, or we can be everywhere. Yeah. Going on a hike, going on a run. Yep. Going on the treadmill. Yeah. Doing some ab work. Listen to some hope. Paying some bills. Listen to us. You know, we're encouraging. We're fun. At least we think we're fun. (laughs) So uh, we've got a fantastic interview up, and I've got a really awesome guest coming on. I'm going to tell you about in just a second. But before we get into that, it's that time. What time? Joke time. Joke time. Sean and Jen tell a joke, and you guys got to decide who's funnier. Is it me or is it her? So you've got a joke ready? I've got a joke ready. You want to go first? I'll go first, yeah. Okay. My joke is cute. Okay, it's about food? (laughs) Of course. It's always about food. Yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? Ooh, I don't know what. Finding half a worm in your apple. (laughs) Ew. I actually like that one. It is really funny. You, you got an extra long clap for that one. Yeah. That was good. It was so funny. And the funny thing about it is I ate an apple today with a wormhole, but there was, I didn't see a worm, so I could have eaten half a worm. Protein. You're not, you're not getting a kiss later. Protein. I'm, I'm going to, you need to brush your teeth before we. Gains, bro. Gains. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a good one. Yeah. I like that joke. Okay. You ready for mine? I think I already won, but yeah. <laughs> you can't say that. It's okay. always biased. <laughs> All right, you ready for mine? I only see myself as a winner. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, go. (laughs) You are just something else to deal with. All right, my turn. Why wouldn't the shrimp share his treasure? Hmm, Why wouldn't the shrimp share his treasure? Because he was a little shellfish. You did want? I, you did want, I do good? You did good, but do you want to know why I laughed? Why? Because you told a food joke. <laughs> I know. See, if you want me to laugh, tell a food joke. And it was funny. And it was short and cute. I know. <laughs> well, I'm super excited to share with you, as you wear your sunglasses in our studio, you're wearing sunglasses yeah. inside. This is just a new look you're for so you. You're so bright, I have to put my shades on. Wow. <laughs> You're getting into the theme because guess who we have? Who do we have? We have Mommy Rapper coming on the show. Look at my gold chains. Look at you. You got sunglasses on. You got your headphones. You got your gold chains. I am you so are ready. You are ready to represent. I'm going to start rapping on my own. 
I'm super excited to talk with her. She's awesome. She's got a great story of inspiration. I bet you didn't know that there was such a person as Mommy Rapper. I had no idea. Well, we're going to get her on the line. We're going to talk to her, and we're going to hear what she's all about, how this Mommy Rapper movement started. Do you think we can get her to rap for us? I'm hoping so. I I, I think there's a pretty good chance. looking forward to that moment. All right. Should we get her on the line? Let's call her. All right, so we're on the line with Mommy Rapper. Welcome to the show, Mommy Rapper. How are you today? Thanks for having me, and I don't talk rap, so I will just talk normally. I won't rap it out. <laughs> oh, well, come on. We have to have you do that yeah, we, at we, some point. <laughs> we, are, we have to hear you rap on the show, so we will get to that. Yes. But before we get to All that, right. <laughs> before we get to that, we want to we wanna, you know, just chat with you and learn the origins of how all of this started. So you are a mommy rapper. How did this begin? Well, that's not on my birth certificate. I do have a birth name, but Mommy Rapper <laughs> was born. Mommy Rapper was born eight years ago, almost to the day, actually. At the time, I had two small children, and I grew up listening to rap and hip hop in Canada, in Toronto, where Drake is from. Everyone, that's my T-dot. We call it the T-dot. I can't wait until we see you on your own damn plane that says Mommy Rapper on the side of it. Or or rapping with Drake. I want to see that. (laughs) I'm rooting for your success. I'm rooting for like major moolah. You know, some... Some green stacks so big that you get a chance to buy a 737. There you, know? you go. And Drake can come on your plane and then you guys can collab and you know <laughs> do all that fun stuff. I like it. Okay, now <laughs> we're talking really big time. I like it. You got to dream, dream big. <laughs> you got to dream big, right? I, I, it's mm. true. Yeah, Mommy Rapper was born eight years ago, right? So that eight yes. years ago. So tell us about that. Okay, so I had two small children at the time, and I couldn't turn on the radio or stream. I think there was streaming eight years ago. I couldn't listen to rap and hip-hop like I could on my own. And I just got this, like, download. What if I were to create clean rap music on a commercial level that you could hear on the radio, but that everyone could listen to? So rap rated E for everyone. Because the way it is right now is that Songs are labeled either explicit or clean when you go on music streaming. But technically speaking, I don't agree with the definition of clean right now the way it is because it's just those same explicit lyrics, like certain words edited out. So kids nowadays, like they at 10 years old or so, they can read between the lines. They're not stupid. And even little kids, like they catch on. And so... That's my activist side. My brand is evolving into wanting to lobby the industry, like the Recording Industry Association of America and contact them and say, we need a new genre of rap music that literally is clean. And the best current example I can give is Little Nas X, Old Town Road. Yeah. You know that song? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. My home, right? <laughs> it's like it blew up and it's social proof that yep. people want clean rap music where nothing's bleeped out, nothing's edited. Mm-hmm. There's no messages around sex and drugs mm-hmm. and violence and all, the whole myriad of topics that are in rap music nowadays. But if I dial it back to 2012, I just got this idea. I was looking like for my purpose. I had worked in public relations before having kids and I kind of was dabbling in it again and I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling like pitching different products to the media. 
it didn't feel authentic to me. And so I was at this crossroad, like, okay, I love being a mom, but I know there's something more for me. I know like my soul wants to express itself. I don't know what I should be doing, but I know what I don't want to be doing. And that sometimes can propel you to figure out what you do want to do. When you start looking at the list of what you don't want, it can start to open doors. And so I heard this voice, like I was praying. I was like, God help me. Why am I here? Because I know it's not PR and I know it's more than being a mom. And I heard what I feel of God's voice that create clean rap music. So that's where it was born. And I started a YouTube channel. I was living in Vancouver, Canada at the time. I started rewriting current rap songs with my own lyrics, completely rewriting it. And in some cases, like there's this one song by Nicki Minaj called Pound Me Alarm. And I really adjusted a lot of the lyrics, but I used the same um, same cadence of the music, the same beat, the, the cadence, same sound. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. So I really tried to mimic the flow, but with clean lyrics. And I became known in Vancouver as this mom rapper. <laughs> and people started reaching out to me, mostly women. And they said, hey, I saw your YouTube channel. I heard you can rap. Like, can you be the halftime show at my women's event? Or can you MC my event and like create like some, like little rap interludes? And so it really started to grow as a brand. So a couple of years in, I was like, maybe I'm on to something here. I was doing the festivals and building this reputation. So I did a Kickstarter campaign. Before you get into that, though, before you get into the Kickstarter campaign, let's go back and unpack something, because I think that there's a really important lesson to be learned from something that you've said already, which is that you knew in your spirit that PR was not what you wanted to do. Like there was something that was just in you that says, I need to be doing something different. I need to be doing something more, but you were unsure what that was. And I think that there's a lot of people right now during what we're calling the great pause Mm -hmm. that are reflecting on their life, reflecting on what they've been doing and maybe readjusting their priorities and or readjusting their version of what they feel that they were meant to do. And so, I mean, how was your husband responding at the time? Like if you didn't want to go into PR, you know, tell us a little bit about the dynamic there, because sometimes it can be a a little unsettling in a household for one of them to go, you know, I I just don't think I want to go do the traditional thing, i.e. earn a paycheck, Mm -hmm. earn money, bring money into the household. And instead I'm going to follow this artistic, passionate side of myself because I feel like I'm being called to it, sometimes that can be a a, a friction point. So how did he respond to that? I'm so glad that you stopped to ask me this because one of the most beautiful blessings of my story is having a supportive spouse. And Sean never flinched when I told him, like, he totally understands me, totally supports me. And it's such a blessing that he supports me being a stay at home mom, and that we decided after having kids, we would be a single income family. And fortunately, he makes enough money to support our needs. Like, there's a lot, right? Like with kids, mortgage, groceries, activities, there's so much. So, but yes, um, I was at this crossroads asking my purpose and, you know, these blessings can come at different points in our life. And it's, even though it's very unsettling when you are not, you don't have clarity, it's very unsettling because I think as human beings, we like to know the deal, right? 
we like to have closure or certainty or control. And when you stop and it's quiet and you have this opportunity to reflect like we do right now. And back then it was obviously different. Um, It wasn't like a forced moment in time where I had to, or had an opportunity to think it was more, I was doing inner inquiry. Yeah. I think that faith plays a huge role in that because, you know, faith is, is belief without knowing for sure. Faith is confidence without knowing the detail. And so I think the people that are faithful, that look inward, that respond to a prompting, you know, I know what you're talking about because I was a financial advisor for 22 years and I just felt like I had gotten to a place where I was very unhappy, very unsettled, didn't know what the next stage was going to be, but I felt God calling me to leave. Like you need to leave, you need to get out, you know, you need to do something different. And I had no idea what that was, but if I didn't have my faith, you know, to jump without knowing where I was going to land, then I don't think I would have done it. But you guys are touching on something because it is a partnership, like, and I think it's important to look at the value that different people are bringing. And Sean and I, in our marriage, my husband's name is Sean as well. So (laughs) S E A N just to be clear. Okay. But like, even though he was going to work and he's going to the job and providing financially, I was at home raising the children and I view myself as more creative and an idealist and a dreamer. And he's more like the realist and practical and logical, rational, all that stuff. So it's like yin and yang. And we've never really talked about, well, I'm not bringing in money. So Mm -hmm. like in the beginning of our marriage, it was more of a friction point. But fortunately, I married a man who just really honors uh, women. And he grew up surrounded by a lot of women, like mother, grandmother, two sisters. And so that's why he had four worked. daughters too. Yeah. And now he's like, <laughs> I got a harem. He's around. <laughs> yeah. He is but, a yeah. better man than me. Jen kept trying. She wanted, she wanted a girl, but we, we never got one. I'm still trying. <laughs> well, you can borrow one of ours if you want. Maybe I would love that. Borrow a boy. I would <laughs> love <just> that. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm all about that. I need girl pampering days and, you know, we need to go to the spa and the salon and do girl things because my boys aren't into that. Oh, <laughs> they don't let you paint their toenails, I guess. I actually did when they were little. But she paints mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I paint oh. Sean's now. <laughs> nice visual I make I, I make them all put mud masks on and I'm like you have to play my game we're in quarantine this is the game I'm choosing today our so. youngest had oh shoulder goodness. length blonde hair for 10 years yeah he did. you know that was like her her mm-hmm. little way of trying to get a little girl fix I guess I don't know yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> but I I totally agree with you you know without without a supportive spouse it it would have been far more difficult to make those jumps or leaps, you know, you got to have somebody that, you know, ride or die, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be kind of thing. And if you've got that, Mm -hmm. then it allows you to take risks. It allows you to move forward, even in substantial uncertainty. And I I feel the same way. Jen, Jen and I are very similar to you and your husband. You know, mm-hmm. she's more artistic that way. I've been, I've been more practical and more of a realist, but you know, when it came to this, I think she was honestly a little unnerved because she asked me multiple times, what are you going to do <laughs> Like when you sell the business? Like, what are you, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I got to tell me like, it'll, it'll happen. Like I'll, we'll figure it out. I just know <laughs> I need to get out. I think if you have a balance, if you do go about your dream in a rational way, like if, 
I would never put like the family at risk in terms of not being able to feed them or yeah. having to live in a tiny little shack just so I could pursue my dream. Like we went about it, I think, in a very calculated, slow, I mean, it's been an eight year journey so far. And now I am so excited that I'm starting to witness the fruits of my labor. And there's this beautiful story I heard recently of a bamboo farmer. I don't know if you've heard this and I know it's not biblical, but it's a story of a farmer who is planting these seeds and, you know, you do the rows and you plant them so many inches apart and constantly going out to check over and over and over, you know, and nothing's happening. And then I forget exactly how it ends. Don't you hate that when you start telling a joke, but you can't remember the punchline. <laughs> but they, but I know the visual that I saw was like the bamboo forest, like flourishing, but in its own time. Yeah. And like you, you can't force nature. It has mm. to happen when it's meant to happen. Yeah. And then bamboo can live for like hundreds of years. So. Yeah, I, I get that visual. I, I was just reading something about bamboo. It takes like five years before it even sprouts and then it just springs. It. Like it's like you can yeah. almost physically watch it grow. It's you impossible know, it's to get rid of it, too. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. So going back to uh, you were going to tell us about how you kind of really got rolling professionally. So you were going to you did a Kickstarter campaign. So tell us how that worked out. Yeah, so I was really encouraged by this couple that I had met. They're a video photography team, and they're like, you need to do this. And I said, okay, well, I'll just ask for like 3000 They're like, no, you need to go like way beyond you think you're going to get and just go for it. And I was really shocked. It was really out of my comfort zone, like asking people to contribute to my dream. But they're like, don't worry, we'll do a video. So I just went out to the community, and I said, I'm a mother of three girls this is my dream. This is my vision. And I feel like families need clean rap music. There's nothing in the market they can listen to. And then I was shocked to see $8,000 come in. I didn't know what to do with that money. Like I'm a mom, I was a stay at home mom. Like, so I just started to do research and yeah, the money went really quickly. Like some producer reached out to me. Which ironically, he was the husband of the woman who I was helping with PR. Oh, really? Like she had her she had her own PR firm, and I was doing contract work like on the side for her. And he had reached out to me and said, "Hey, I saw you nailed this Kickstarter. Let me help you create some singles." So anyway, I blew through that. And then the opportunity came to move to the U.S. But I'm glad I had those two singles, like to at least show for what I was capable of. And my intention was to move to the U.S. for my husband's work, but then start to network with producers over here. Now, were the singles that you had, were they originals or were they beats of other music and you reinterpreted like you talked about for the very first time that uh, you kind of posted something on YouTube? Oh, no, they were definitely original and they represented my vision. So one was like a mom's dream day off called Day Away. So like going through three verses of rap, like discussing what this stay at home mom would do if she had her day off. And then the other song was called Face the Music. And it was my call to the rap industry to say we need more socially responsible rap celebrities and role models to create clean rap music. So those are my two original tracks, original music. And I worked with a gentleman to source 
the music, uh, who was actually an official music producer in Vancouver, but he didn't do rap. So you got to work with what, when you're starting out, like you just got to work with what you have. There's you got to be scrappy. Of, you got to find people. You got to be yeah. resourceful. You got to be scrappy yeah. and, and uh, frugal. So who is your primary target audience? Is it moms? Is it moms in the car with kids? Mm, such a great question. And throughout this journey, I've really struggled with that one because I have a belief system that when you create a product, you can have in mind who you're targeting, but you don't truly really know who your target audience is until you start selling that product and you do the data mining to see like who's buying it because I don't and music is art like if you create a beautiful canvas and you say I am creating this for this demographic but then you have kids that are like oh my god this is amazing can you create more or whatever I'm just I don't know I'm speaking off the side here but I would say in my mind it's moms like me like I am my target audience moms and parents who grew up to rap and hip-hop say in the 80s, 90s, went in a time when it was more like light and fun and there was more available without so much harsh lyrics. But now they have kids and they still want to be able to listen to rap music, current rap music, not always the old school stuff. So I would say that's my primary target audience. But because it's just starting to take off now, literally during this period, I have a EP album that I'm marketing, I feel like this year will really truly tell me who's resonating with my music. Cause I have these four new singles. I created five singles last year in a studio that I found here in Sacramento where I live. And, but marketing is like, you know, it's the music business. I feel like I'm really developing my sound and finding my voice on the music side the business side is a whole other ball game. Yeah, you know, I can imagine. I mean, it's a, that's one of the the challenges I think because artistic people sometimes struggle with the business aspects of you know, kind of managing "quote unquote" their business. I mean, as an artist, you you are the business, but your music is part of the business. And so they're, you know, a business mind is different, obviously, than a strong artistic mind. So I, I could see how that would be a challenge. So one question, though, that I had since since this is kind of all crescendoing now, like you're, you're, you're starting to see some of the fruits come out of it. Have you had a chance or have you thought about writing a uh, rap song from a mom's perspective, given COVID right now, the stay at home, the quarantine? Have you Has that gotten any kind of creative juices going as to you know, some sort of song that addresses how moms are feeling right now. And they got to be a teacher. They got to be a you know mom. They got to be a superintendent. They got to be the janitor, everything. I don't know if I've got, I got shivers when you asked that question, because maybe I had this foresight about six months ago when I wrote my latest track, Mother, and I just released a music video for it. It touches on all that stuff. But my intention was to celebrate mothers and all that we do even pre-COVID, uh, all the hats we wear, all the roles, like we already, all those things and activities you just discussed, we're already doing, but now it's just on another level, you know? So I had this idea six months ago to create an album for Mother's Day, which is now, we're having this conversation, Mother's Day is next week. And the song Mother is so relevant to what moms are experiencing right now. So in effect, I kind of did 
I already wrote it and you can find it on all social media under mommy rapper. It's on my YouTube channel, the music video. Okay. I don't want to toot my own horn, but it's so good. I had a video team. Like, yeah, little self promo, but I had a videography team set up to come here at the end of March. And I was like, because I'm the dreamer, I'm like, Sean, we're going to make it work. They're going to wear masks. They're going to wear gloves. They're going to stay six feet apart. They won't breathe. Like, we're still going to do the video shoot. I have to do it for Mother's Day. Like, what's a song without a video? Like, everyone consumes music through video and visuals. Sean's like, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm like, well, okay, well, maybe I'll film it outside and it'll be like all the stuff moms do outside. And like, I just saw my dream just like disintegrating, you know? And so Sean's like, no, it can't happen. So, and I had put down a deposit and I had hair and makeup books and everything, but sometimes you just have to stop and be like, okay, this is not happening. I have to let it go. But it's an opportunity again. So I went into my hammock, my hammock outside that I had never used pre-COVID. I think I got it two years ago on Amazon. Yeah, it was just sitting there in the backyard because I'm a go, 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 stuff to do, places to be. I got to work this whole dream, you know? Yeah. So now I've been using my hammock a lot to connect with, well, what I call God or the creator and this moment, like the those moments you connect in silence. And I was like, okay, God, like help me with this because I'm having a tough time letting go of this music video. And right away, I got an answer saying, do a TikTok dance <sighs> compilation because yes. everyone's into TikTok. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> and I'd like to say that I can take credit. I'm the, I feel like I'm the actor and God's like the director and like, if you're a really smart actor, you will take the director's instructions because you can't direct and act in your own film by yourself. I mean, you can, but you have a team. Like, it's not the same if yeah. you're, or like an author editing their own book. Like, it's really helpful to have an editor because you're not in it, you know? So anyway, the music video is a compilation of like 30 celebrity moms and famous TikTok moms did tons of research to find these viral dances and it looks like they're dancing to my song (laughs) and it's gotten amazing pickup. I already was covered on a website called little things, which is the number two viral site in America after Buzzfeed. I didn't even know that. I didn't either. (laughs) Yeah. And I have gotten the attention of entertainment tonight and I'm praying that it all comes to fruition. I right love now that. working on putting together a story. So like, it, it, I'm in shock right now, like that my story over the last eight years, I feel like the bamboo farmer that's seeing the sprouts now. Yeah. Now, let me let me go back to something that you had said about, I call it a download too. For those that are listening that have never experienced that before or that maybe aren't faithful or that you know, haven't haven't really sat to kind of reflect and listen to that quiet voice that I just want to explain and I want to see if it's the same for you. It's when you say that, I just feel like something arises in your mind or your spirit and it feels like it didn't necessarily originate with you. It, it feels like a gift that you were given. And then as soon as it hits your head, you go, whoa, that could work. 
I could see that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could do it this way. You could do it that way. And so is it, is it the same for you? Because I want, I want people to have that quiet time. I want people to reflect and I want them to have an opportunity to receive that. So what is it like when you felt like you got this answer of a TikTok video for your video for mother? Everything you just said is exactly how I feel. Exactly. And I call it downloads too. So because <laughs> it, it, it feels like it didn't originate yeah. with you. It just felt like it, it's a, something that comes into your yeah. head. Like what, Jen, what do you think when I say it? Because like I, I say it to you all the time. You, you do say it to me all the time. I, I honestly, I mean, I believe that you're getting these downloads. You will jump out of bed at like two in the morning and go start recording or writing down or, you know, because you don't want to forget. So yeah, my iPhone awesome. voice messenger is my best friend. So right. like, I, and and even if it's not something I, I yeah. do deal with or whatever, but I just feel like it, like I can't shake it, yeah. can't get it out of my yeah. head, can't get rid of it. Can't, it you and know, then you're you try- like obsessed with it. You're like, I mean, that's all you talk about, and you tell all the kids, and you, you know, like you're really excited about business it. ideas, and then thoughts. you make it happen because yeah. you're like, that was my download. I have to make this happen. So, well, I think I think the lesson is. If you, if you ask, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll receive. Right. And if you, if you, but you've got to be listening. Yes. You've got to, you got to get to where you, you got to get to your hammock in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to get to your quiet place. You got to get where there's no distractions so you can listen. Right. Which it's so oh hard to God. get to that quiet place, but now we're being forced to. So it's the perfect time to listen. Oh, that is the formula that I've believed for so long. It's the ask, believe, yes. receive. But the part that I've struggled with the most over the last eight years is with me. It's me Mm -hmm. believing because when I first got the download, when I asked, why am I here? And immediately heard create clean rap. I was like, excuse me, what? (laughs) So you have to be open to the answer. You may not get what you're expecting. Exactly. And I feel like you have to be a willing participant and the trust piece that you touched on before with faith, it doesn't matter what you have faith in. If it's yourself, if it's faith in the unknown, or if it's faith in God, because I didn't grow up with any faith formation whatsoever. I married a man who grew up with a faith-filled home, but it's foreign to me. It's foreign to have uh, a spiritual awareness. And this has been in development for the last decade in my life. I'd say or probably more than a decade. But to me, like, God, that relationship with the unknown creator, spirit, whatever it is, is like the light switch in the dark. Because I have felt like I'm walking in the dark for so long. And without my spiritual foundation and relationship that I've been cultivating, I, I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing because it's so out there. Like a mom of four that laughs. And why am I even doing this? Like, is it just for attention or am I like a modern day weird Al Yankovic? Like, I think you guys would know who I'm talking about. Yes, but yes. It's, it's not hokey. It's not parody. It's not a joke. Like out of my four songs that I just wrote, two of them are for moms. One's called I'm Boss and the other one's Mother. And the other two, one's called Little Girl. And it's in the form of like a really dance-worthy track that kids and parents can dance to. Like it sounds like a TikTok type of like modern beat, but it's actually about my life. Like a girl who didn't have a relationship with her father, didn't feel good about herself, was verbally abused, 
and low self-esteem, but it's in the form of a dance track. So you really would have to pay attention to the lyrics to understand what I'm saying. And the other track called No More is about wanting to break patterns and habits that are so deeply ingrained from childhood, but it's so hard. It's like you're wanting to break free from your old self. And it's for anybody, like anybody could listen to that track no more. And the, the chorus is so beautiful. I hired a singer because I'm not a singer. You got to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. You're cool. I, I think, oh, I, I, think well, I see you. you as targeting moms with kids, especially when you're avoiding explicit or yeah. sex or drugs yes. or all the stuff that's so commonplace in traditional rap. I think that the ideal candidate is somebody that isn't interested in, you know, traditional pop music per se, loves rap or likes that style, but just doesn't want to bombard their young kids with profanity. Right. For sure. I kind of liken myself to the pink of rap. I like that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta be like her. You got you to gotta mm-hmm. be aggressive mm-hmm. with uh, marketing and or I really know, like that. And, I love her. I love Pink's yeah, attitude. Yeah, she's awesome. She's, she's just a, like, oh, yes, love her. Well, the next level, like I'd love to either sign with a label, independent or mainstream and like build my team. That's what's next because being a stay-at-home mom of four, I can only do so much, you know? And so that's my dream is to either be signed to a label or to work with companies like Disney and Nickelodeon because I feel like they would have a lot of franchises, you know, products, shows, Films like I can picture writing rap songs for Moana, like yeah. films like that. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Will I? There's a, the a song in the movie Secret Life of Pets that Will I Am did. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I feel like that is my target audience: families, basically families, like where it's a win-win, where parents can jive to it, kids can jive to it. Like that song, Back to Little Nas X. Yeah. You know, Old Town yeah. Road. It's like every everyone loves it. Current, exactly, and it, it, so it just. It just goes to show that that song just goes to show that if you write the right music with the right beat and the right message, it doesn't matter whether there's no explicit lyrics in it or not. Mm -hmm, Like it's mm -hmm. going to be successful, you know, the right ingredients and you don't have to have any profanity in it, but the right ingredients, the right beat, the right message. You know, and I love the the history of that song too. Nobody wanted to give it a chance because is it rap? Is it country? Is it whatever? And like it like it shook the the music industry. It's probably it still number one. Norm. Yeah. 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 So what's your... I do want to mention, uh, can I say one thing though yeah. about vision, about having a vision? Because once you get that download, once you get that, that vision and that goal, it's good to hold space for it in the future, but it's also really good to be open. Like it may not look like that. And that's something that I've struggled with. I've struggled with the believing it's possible because like stay at home mom before being a rapper like it doesn't make sense like in the real world you know it's breaking nor- I, I, but then on the flip side I believe anything is possible especially you hear you know all things are possible through God right yeah so I, I struggle with the two camps the camp of no it's not possible yes it's possible yes I believe no I don't believe like I waffle depending on the day but you have to hold the vision and do like most of my work is believing it's possible because I think what happens in your inner world will manifest in your outer world. So if you have this 
confidence and belief and knowing, but you let go and surrender to the how, because I've been a how person. Like if you're a type A organized to-do list, like strategy, you want to know the how, but every day you wake up, you just have to surrender to the unknown and say, I'm clear on what I want. I'm going to do what I can today and not stress about the future. Like that's my message basically to any entrepreneur. Yeah, I love that. I think that that message is 100% true. My own experience has been, I may think I know how it's going to happen, but it always happens differently, but it always happens better than I expect, you know, especially when it comes to God and downloads and things like that. Like you may move in a certain direction, believing that that's the direction you're called in and you'll formulate all these visions and plans on how it's all going to unfold. And the reality of it is, is none of that typically works the way that you expect it, but it ends up working anyway. And it ends up working better than you expected. You know, I look back on things in my life that have happened and, and went, how the heck did I get from a to M? But, but I did. And then the path Whoa, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Jen and I were talking about that with regard to Hope Radio, you know, because I, I just felt like God gave me this idea of doing a show centered around hope and, and trying to enrich and pour into other people and inspire them and encourage them. But he gave me the idea for it 10 years ago. And I, it was there. I, a coworker of ours, a, a friend of ours actually made me a sign that said Hope Radio like 10 years ago. And yet the timing was never right. And I, and, and I tried to do it a little bit, but then I backed off. And then, like, it just never felt like it was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, guess what? A pandemic shows up. And I've got all this time. I've got a studio. I've got all this equipment. I've got nothing else going on. And I said to Jen, I said, I, you know, I can't sit on my ass for another week. I did the Netflix and chill for about a week, which was all I could handle. And then I said, we're going to do it. We're going to do Hope Radio. And she's all, what? And I said, come on. You know, we're going, we're going to the office and she says, well, what do we, I don't know. I just got to start it. I just feel like he's telling me go <laughs> now's the time, you know? So I, I totally agree with you. That message is awesome that you, you know, when you move in faith, you know, it, it's like taking a step in a direction that you're uncertain of, but God, God will meet you. He, he will meet you. And uh, we're seeing that as as well. So very well said. Love that, and I think that that's encouraging. Like you just you you may not know the how, but you, you got to trust that that will come. Sometimes you got to be just patient in the process. You know, moving without certainty. Yeah, walk in faith, not by sight. What's your favorite song? Ever like one song? <laughs> yeah, like of of what you've created, you got to have a favorite. Oh, her songs, yes. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant like that's like asking Me you, like <laughs> to pick your favorite child. Yeah, like. exactly. I was like, oh wow, that's a that's a hard question. <laughs> no, oh, of of, well, of yeah. your own music, you, you okay. have to have one that you have as a favorite. I would probably have to say "I'm Boss." I like that. You know, our, actually, the, I did release it already. It's a single that I'm going to be including on this album. So, Ooh. well, see, here's here's the reason I ask because I know everyone by now is dying, <laughs> absolutely dying. Jen has written me three notes. Have her rap. She keeps writing it <laughs> down. She she's dying to hear you do your thing. So, I think some other acapella. Yes, without the beat. Come like on, we, Sean, provide a beat. I did. <laughs> That is not my Can skill set. Box? Yeah, that <laughs> is not. That is not what I do. 
Remember, you you don't sing, right? So yeah. you like you got to know True. your strengths right. and weaknesses. Nah, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this song is I'm Boss, and it basically sums up like who I am and what I'm doing as a rapping mom. So, yes, I'm a mommy, but I flow like a tsunami. Raising the teeth up and now I'm down in Cali. A lot of people ask me how I'm raising babies. I just tell them I just do it. Don't think about it twice. I just get through it. Poppy doing corporate, bringing home the bacon. I be washing, cooking, cleaning, sewing like a maven. Other rappers run the streets. Me, I run the house. If you think they're talking back to me, you better watch your mouth. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I love, love that. That was awesome. <laughs> I, I, I was doing a little jig. Oh, yeah. In my we chair. were dancing over I here. Was, <laughs> I, I was going back and forth. That was that, good. You got my head shaking. You are so good. I like that. Maybe we should have started off with a rap at the beginning to get people peaked. Hey. Yeah, well, hey, no, it's, you know, you got to build it. Like, they're curious. Like, yeah, we're talking to true, mommy true. rapper. Now, you've mentioned mother a couple of times, and we watched the video mm-hmm. of that, and I, yes. I like oh, yeah. Your kids I, are adorable, by the way. Yeah, we, we watched a YouTube of you, I think, doing, doing it, yeah. and your daughters were in the background, and I could see them <laughs> jump in and stuff like that. So give, give us a little bit of mother. It's very cute. Okay, so my track mother is, again, about being a mother and all the stuff that we do. Got my work cut out for me. Got kids and take care of me. Got dreams with a big D. So much more than my cheap cheese. Take it one day at a time. Think too much, I lose my mind. Was a size four back in time. Now I'm a mommy, still got my shine. They want to get a dog and nag. But I'll be the one with the bag. Top of that, they always ask more. Think I got my own store. Gotta save my dollar bills. Or I won't have nothing left in my will. These kids want to shop every day. Why don't you go outside and play? I'm a mother. I'm a mother. So it's hard to do it without oh, the beat. But I, that's I, a slower cadence. You oh, know, I love it. One. We, we yeah. get the idea. I absolutely right. love it. And so pe- people can find you on your Instagram. They can find you on Mommy Rapper on Instagram. Is that also the, the same title for your YouTube channel? Everything is at Mommy Rapper. Everything. She is Mommy Rapper. At Mommy Rapper. Yes. You search at Mommy Rapper, Mommy yep. Rapper, wherever. You we'll know, link we'll it, it all up for everyone yeah. to make it easy so they can just kind of tap and go and listen. So what's been... And you know, I... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say... Sorry. what No, it's all right. <laughs> what has been kind of the most rewarding part of chasing after your dream thus far? The most rewarding part is to stop the chasing and the pursuing. It's so tiring and so draining and tormenting to feel like you're chasing after something like, um, like the carrot on the stick. Mm -hmm. It is so draining. And I feel like this year, the more I build my faith and my trust, the more I can just let go and surrender and allow it to happen like the most rewarding part is this feeling of it's done my dreams are as soon as you ask as soon as you say what you want the fact that you're asking means it's intense like it's meant to be like it is gonna happen I don't know what it's gonna look like I don't know when it's gonna manifest I don't know how it's gonna look but I'm ready I'm available I'm here and I'm doing my part. I'm co-creating with God. Like I get the downloads and I go like a loyal, faithful servant. And I look at what I'm doing as doing it for God. Like I started off in this very like critical place of criticizing what's in the industry 
criticizing other artists. The, for a very long time, I was going down that path. And that is not in line with God. That is not like a one love type of energy. And when you create from a place of anger and frustration with what's going on, you're going to get a certain product. But then when you create from a place of love and desire and wanting to give, I want to give a part of my soul through my music. It's a completely different camp that you're in. And I no longer view like other female rappers and what they're doing in the industry as like the enemy because there is a market for that. That's just not my market. That's not my lane. So it feels really good to just be me and to just work on being the best me that I can be, like the best mother, the best wife, the best human being. What can I give? How can I be of service? That feels so good. It feels so high vibration to look at what I'm doing as I'm doing this for God. I got the instructions to create clean rap music. Yes, God, I'm going to do it because it just, it suits me. Like I went to school for acting. I love performing and being on stage. I would go into the change room when I was about seven years old. How old are you in seven? Grade one. And I dress up. I would bring my mom's apron and wooden spoon. And I would pretend to be the sweetest chef from the Muppet show. You remember that character? <laughs> yes. And I'd go, <laughs> and I'd throw up the spoons and I can change my voice. And I felt so good, like making people laugh and entertaining them. That. So like if there's someone listening right now that is uncertain of what they're supposed to be doing, like go back right now, close your eyes, like think of who you were as a child, because as a child, we're so pure and innocent and we don't worry about what people think at age five, six, seven, like you're so open and you're just fully expressive. Hopefully, I I mean, unless you're in a home where you're not allowed to be yourself, which is terrible. But despite that, if you can just think of like yourself as a child, and that's what I did. And I was like, who am I? Because after you become a parent, you tend to get so detached from who you are because you shift everything into taking care of these humans. So we cannot abandon ourselves and taking care of ourselves and remembering who we are. Who were we before we had kids? Because that person never dies. Yeah, I think that uh, self-reflection that you're talking about, you know, just looking inward, I think that your purpose, because this this whole quest for you began with you asking God, why am I here? Which is another way of stating, God, what is my purpose? I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm part of the world, I'm a human, I'm part of the planet, like what am I supposed to be doing? And I think that your, your purpose often is at the intersection of, of what you're really good at, your talent with what you're really passionate about, like your, your pursuit, what gives you joy and, and happiness. And so I think that if you reflect on what are your strengths, you know, what am I good at historically? Mm-hmm. What, what's been my passion? Mm-hmm. And then what, what do I enjoy? What do I have fun doing? What am I, what am I most fulfilled doing? You intersect those two things and that's more than likely a good indication that you're on the track of, of your purpose. And, and uh, I think what you said to folks listening, I think is is awesome. Yeah, you just you do have to look inside and then do that kind of self reflection to figure that out. I loved at the time when I asked the question. I loved listening to rap and hip hop. So 
but I was not good at it. I was at ground zero. And sometimes we pursue a path doing the thing we're good at, but the thing we're good at doesn't bring us joy and fulfillment. So I think it's really important to elevate what you love to do because this life is so short. It's so cliche, but like my brother only lived till age 15. And then when I was 27, my mom passed away. She was 57. And it taught me that life is short. Like it felt like a snap that I had my brother and a snap that I had my mother. And what do you want to spend your fixed amount of time on this earth doing? Something you're good at or something that you love? So it's not to contradict what you just said, but I find a lot of people can be really good at, say, project management. So they become a project manager or they're really good at, you know, predicting the stock market or managing money, but they don't love it. So, I mean, if you have the luxury like I do to actually pursue what you love, then that is a blessing where you don't feel like you have to do something. It's more what you want to do. I agree with that. You know, yeah, I I totally agree with that. Well said. One question that comes to mind, I, I just for the last five minutes as you've been talking, I'm like, you should be on America's Got Talent. Like, I think you would blow up on America's Got Talent, like the exposure. But that's a perfect platform for you. So I I just, I just feel strongly that I was supposed to share that with you because. Yeah, you just show up too and, you know, go to their auditions. But uh, I think that would be awesome. I'm feeling this. Okay. I am okay, so I'll yes. do it. I mean. I'm open. Yes, you have to do it. Fine timing. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Oh, can I share one last thing about yeah. something that really helped me on my journey? This one story that someone told me a long time ago, like near the beginning. And it's the story of a farmer and his dog. And the neighbor walks by and says, you know, your hound dog, I don't know if you've heard this, but your hound dog is always like going, like whining and wailing, like what's up with your dog? And the farmer says, oh, he's sitting on a nail. He's like, well, why doesn't he get off the nail? And he said, oh, he's not ready yet. That visual of like, you know, you whine and complain and you whine and sit and complain like, that you're not happy or you don't like your life or you don't like your job. And then the spouse has to listen to you whining and like a hound dog. It's like, when are you going to be ready to get off that nail? Well, I will say that this has been absolutely awesome. You are wonderful. It's been so good to chat with you. And I just want to say that you've inspired us for sure. Thank you so much for being part of our little uh, Hope Radio podcast. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It was so nice to get to know you guys and share. And Jen, I'm looking forward to being a client of yours in the future with your custom interior design home reno. Well, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. uh, You can help me design my jet. Hey, I will do that. (laughs) I am. I am so doing this. We are doing this. So it's out there now. So we're going to we're going to design a jet. We we send it out. After I win, America's Got Talent. See? Oh, my gosh. This is great. Love it. I see it all. (laughs) You're awesome, Mommy Rapper. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Here's the following our dreams. Yes, Yes. always. Yes, amen to that. That was a fun interview. She is 
awesome. She is mommy rapper. Yes, and she is awesome mommy rapper. She is awesome. I think she sh- totally should be on America's Got Talent. I just felt like that was something that was like, ding, 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 tell yeah. her to go on America's Got Talent. I didn't even think about that until you said it, and then when you said it, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, I, I think that's the platform where she would just blow up. Yeah, like what a great chance to be seen by millions and heard by millions and I really think that that's the place for her to go. I just want to know somebody that was on America's Got Talent that hit it big. I want to go, rapper. you know, I knew <laughs> so and I knew Mommy Rapper before Mommy Rapper was a thing, like yeah. a major thing. I know. And like how long this was 8 years in the process? Yeah, she's been 8 years. Like it's it's overnight, it's, like it's, the overnight yeah. success. <laughs> I feel like it's time. That took 8 years. It's yeah. just always how it works. Right. Like you got to put in the time. You know, it reminds me of the conversation that we had with Gavin. Gavin's like, I just, I, I just want to be a social media influencer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, I don't know that he understands how much time, right, effort, right. energy, and work that people that are successful at that put into it to become that. Yeah. I think a lot of people make it look easy, but it's not getting there. You no. know, it, it's very difficult. It's very, it's a lot of hours and time and researching and it's not easy. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to see somebody follow their dream. Yeah. Always follow your dreams. And to start getting nuggets of yeah. success. I liked what she said about your gift might not be your passion. So meaning if you're really, really good at something and you know it, but you're not enjoying it, you're not loving it, that it's okay to do something else. Like I I like that, you know, like, cause I've never thought about it that way. Like maybe I'm really good at running, but it's not my passion. I don't love it. I'm just really good at it. So, or maybe, or a different way to look at it is maybe there's a season, right? Maybe they're, you know, that like you connecting, you're being passionate about something, but we're all evolving. Mm-hmm. We're all, mm-hmm. you know, growing. And so maybe you grow out of that yeah. and it leads to something else. Yeah. And I think that something else could be something that maybe you're not necessarily thinking of. Yeah. And so that's kind of exciting too, to think that just because you're really good at something, something else could be out there waiting for you that, you know, you really, really love and fall in love with. Yeah. She inspired me. Yeah. For sure. She's very inspiring. I I love mommy rapper. All right. So I got to leave you with our thought of the day. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. So here it is. Hope itself is like a star, not to be seen in the sunshine of prosperity and only to be discovered in the night of adversity. That's a quote from Charles Spurgeon. That was a good one. It was. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I'm going to keep that, like, a, put it in my pocket. You're going to put that in your pocket? Yep. Tomorrow, we're going to be interviewing a gentleman by the name of Jay LaGuardia. So I'm excited about that. He was referred to us by the Ula guys. So, Jennifer. Yes. Look forward to that. I'm looking forward to it. Should we do it again? We should.